Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to this week's self-love quickie. Super excited. I'm so loving all your questions. And this is a question I get asked all the time around the use of essential oils, which is around using them with cooking and flavoring. Now, I know you guys know that essential oils are not only fabulous for your health and well-being, but they're actually quite amazing when it comes to cooking. And there can be a lot of satisfaction and appreciation for these intense flavor agents, especially when used correctly. But as we all dive deeper into the qualities and properties of essential oils, we know that a number of them belong just as much in the kitchen as they do in your diffuser or bathroom, particularly oils like orange, basil, rosemary, lemon, lime, clove, and many more. But I want you to know this, before you think of adding a drop to any recipe, make sure that the oils are grass or generally regarded as safe. And in the show notes, I'll put a complete list of essential oils that are safe for cooking, which has been recommended uh, and accepted by the FDA. Now, I still believe it's important that we understand that the most important thing to do is to use oils that are best that is something that we'd eat naturally in nature. So, you know, oils like basil, rosemary, oregano, cumin, turmeric, all of those are things that we would actually eat in nature. Therefore, I would highly recommend that these are oils that you could use as flavor agents. But if you've got a favorite blend from any brand that happens to have oils or ingredients that aren't something we'd eat in nature, like maybe you've got a blend that has eucalyptus in it or pine oil, would you eat eucalyptus? Would you eat pine? So if not, I would recommend that you avoid those blends. It's just common sense as far as I'm concerned. But also to remember that essential oils are highly concentrated substances, sometimes up to 100 times more concentrated than the herb or the plant they come from. And knowing this is one of the most important things to note, that when cooking with oils, the key here is less is best. So when I make a savory dish like, say, a sauce for zucchini, zucchini, zucchini noodles, etc., I would use maybe at the most three drops of basil oil to, to, to flavor that meal, that sauce. One or two drops in lemongrass into steamed rice can do wonders for a Thai dish. Three or four drops of peppermint into a chocolate chia cake just brings it alive. And a few drops of lime into a coconut cream icing is heaven for a cake. The key again, I stress, is that a few drops is all that's required. And I particularly love the herbal, spicy and citrus oils. So thinking about this, it's also great to note that essential oils can be a wonderful substitute if you don't have certain ingredients on hand. So oils like um, lemon oil can be great if you don't have any for, say, a lemon zest. Or a few drops of lime oil can be wonderful if you didn't have any lime, fresh lime on hand. I particularly love it when it comes to the citrus oils for their beautiful flavors. And similarly, think about oregano, thyme, basil oils, which can be used so powerfully for many Italian and Mediterranean recipes. 
I love especially adding a drop of basil or rosemary to a little bit of extra virgin olive oil when it comes to giving it a bit of a pep and a bit more flavor when I'm using that with my beautiful paleo breads to dip and dunk. Remember, and I'll say it again, they're very potent. So a drop or two will give you the exquisite flavor that you're after. Now, I've mentioned it and I'm going to repeat it one more time because this to me is the absolute key when it comes to using essential oils in food, considering all the controversy. Essential oils have a huge amount of flavor and that means a few drops is equal to about you know, a teaspoon or two of, say, vanilla extract or lemon or almond or mint extract. So remember, I'll say it again, less is best. Another key element when it comes to cooking with essential oils is knowing when to add them to a recipe. And a good rule of thumb is to always use them maybe towards the end of the cooking process to preserve their most potent flavor, knowing that they're highly volatile, they evaporate quickly, and particularly when there is heat involved. So if you remain, if you're requiring something that that really does require their beautiful flavor, then add them to the end of your cooking process or if I'm making a cake then I usually add it to the batter or the mixture as I'm going and I especially love adding say lime to a raw lime um, cheesecake or something like that just towards the end of the cooking process well non-cooking process when it's raw but towards the end of the process of the batter. As you become more familiar with using beautiful essential oils in the kitchen, you'll notice that some oils are also stronger than others. So oils like cinnamon, clove, oregano and thyme are naturally very intense oils, so be careful. You know, I remember when I first started using essential oils way back in the early 90s, I made a mushroom and thyme soup, but I added so much essential oil, it quickly became thyme soup with a little mushroom. And it actually became an edible. So be careful. Sometimes it's even suggested that you might like to dip the end of a toothpick into the bottle to pick up a small amount of oil instead of using the oils drop by drop. That's how intense essential oils are. And one final thing I'd like to make note here. Essential oils do not dilute or mix well in water. So adding a few drops of lime or lemon to a glass of water to me is not ideal The globules of essential oil will often arrive in your gut in one big strong hit. And considering all essential oils have wonderful antibacterial qualities to a greater or lesser degree, and the gut is made up of trillions of bacteria, it makes sense not to compromise the amazing microbiome, flora, and digestive tract. So be careful, guys. Always make sure when using oils in cooking or with food that there is a fat present in the recipe so the oil can be mixed and used efficiently and safely. So there you have it, my beautiful followers, the basics of cooking with essential oils. As you can see, they may be more versatile than even you may have first first thought. Remember these main tips. A little goes a long way. Cooking with essential oils can be dangerous if overused or used incorrectly. Use only oils that come from a food source and essential oils must be diluted in a fat when using in a recipe. I'm going to finish this beautiful podcast, this quickie this week, by giving you some of my favorite essential oils to use in cooking. When I've made savory dishes, raw desserts, cakes, cookies, and anything when it comes to smoothies or ice cream or incredible, beautiful, flavorsome, healthy 
uh, nutritious foods. And here are the list of my favorite essential oils that I personally have used in cooking and in food recipes. That includes basil, black pepper, cardamom, cinnamon, fennel, ginger, grapefruit, lemon, lemon balm, lemongrass, lime, mandarin, marjoram, orange, oregano, peppermint, rosemary, sage, spearmint, thyme, and vanilla. And just to finish off with this, I've also used oils like chamomile, lavender, and rose to make interesting and incredible dessert recipes or just that little edge in a cocktail or a beautiful um, cake that I may be making. And you can probably appreciate rose in a Turkish delight is absolutely exquisite. So there you have it, my sweethearts. I hope you've enjoyed this week's self-love quickie where you have got to understand the powers of using essential oils safely and effectively in your beautiful kitchen. I cannot wait to hear what you've done with essential oils, how you've used them in your cooking, in your kitchen. And please share maybe one of your favorite recipes in which you have used essential oils for the best outcome. I'm going to include my chocolate almond peppermint cake recipe in the show notes. So if you'd like a copy of that, make sure you head on over to uh, the self-love podcast where you can access it on the wellnesscouch.com forward self-love podcast or you can go to my Facebook page Kim Morrison or you can also go to the Instagram page Kim Morrison with the number 28. I really appreciate your five-star ratings and please do not forget we have now officially launched the Essential Self-Care Weekend which is now back live and you guys get an amazing discount so head on over to 28.com under events but make sure in the show notes you suss out your incredible uh, discount where you can come and see me live and learn how to use these potent powerful plant extracts in the wonders of self-love and self-care I cannot wait to meet you in person let me know if you're coming Take care, guys, and I look forward to sharing with you the incredible self-love podcast next week where I get to show you how to dive deep and care for yourself and love yourself wholly and purely. Take care, guys. Be kind. Thanks for listening to the Self-Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family and head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.